Pray for me that I have enough starch in my tater to get through this today. I've got a new technical director with me today. Y'all know this is Roy Ballstrom. I've got phone difficulties and uh, the last time I tried to use the app and, and record that thing up here myself, it uh, backfired on me and stopped and so I don't trust myself to do it anymore. So Roy, I asked him and he graciously said he would fill in as, as uh, Lori today, my usual technical director. So uh, we'll see how we get along. <coughs> Roy, you about ready? I already turned it on. Oh, okay. You're 56 seconds into it. If you would, you got your Bibles today, and I hope you do, turn to the 37th Psalm. Psalm, the 37th chapter. We will be uh, reading there here in a few minutes. Folks, this evening I've come on assignment with a reminder for all of us. It's a simple reminder that has very colossal implications for the Christian life and living. And for those reasons, I think every now and then we need a very simple reminder and we need to be reminded and encouraged to go with God. Now you remember that a couple of weeks ago when we last met, I preached to y'all about going with what you got going with what you've got and we talked about that of course we wasn't here last week because of the weather but we're going to kind of expand or expound on that today but in this irrevocable process of life that we live and you know we all must go through life you have to live before you can die life unfolds and with everything else that we have tried, I need to tell you that you might as well go with God. Why do I say that? Because it makes perfect sense to follow God's plans for our lives. You know, God's plan for each of us, it, it's already planned. It's, it's preordained. It is promised as our ever-present Christ has already established its end before it ever began. And I, I mean, come on, let's, let's examine the situation. God knows where each of us are. And God knows where each of us are headed. And God knows how to get each one of us to that particular point. And please, let's not take this for granted, folks, because I, I, I want to suggest to you that to accomplish that, we need God along this journey. Why do I say that? Because God is omnipotent. God is omnipotent and he's omnipresent. And I'm going to add a little strigglerism to that and say that God is omnidirectional. Because you never know which way he's coming from. You don't know which way he is going. He's omnidirectional. You know, let's, let's face the facts here, folks. He has all power. You know, God knows all things. God is everywhere all the time. God is always moving and still simultaneously and very clearly 
moving and making and mandated. That means you can't lose if you go with God. In fact, we're going to see as we read this text in a minute that going with God leads to guaranteed gain. And we're going to talk about that. Listen, let, I, I need to remind you that our God knows our end from before it begins. That means that God is prepared for every challenge that we might face. And He's willing and able to lead us and guide us along, safely along life's journey. Now, when I say God leads us, I'm saying that God goes ahead of us and, and, and He makes a way for us. In guiding us, God helps us along the path that God has laid out for each one of us. So our life journey, we all know this, it, it has its ups and downs. It, it has its twists and turns. But when you go with God, that journey will take us all the way from where we are now here on this earth to glory. And I know that life is an adventure. You know, it, it's filled with unexpected and unanticipated and unpredicted and unforeseen circumstances. And that's what keeps it interesting. In fact, folks used to sing a song that said, the road is rough and the going gets tough and the hills are hard to climb. But if you put your trust in Jesus, he is able to make your rough road smooth, your crooked places straight, your low place is high, and definitely your high place low. In other words, he is able to lead you through, to guide you through, to, to direct you through life's adventures. Now, there will be times, as we all know, that you have to walk through the valley of shadow of death. But God is there with us. But, but we don't have to fear. We need only to walk with Him on the path of righteousness where He will keep us for His name's sake. And for that reason, that's the reason why, is because God's very reputation is on the line. Now, to go with God is to travel a path that offers guaranteed gain. Can I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it pays to go with God. Most of you, I hope, are familiar with a poem. It's called Footprints by Mary Stevenson. And it tells the story of a child of God who dreamed that she was walking along the beach with God. And as they were walking along, from, from there were, were scenes from her life that flashed across the sky. And at some point she notices that accompanying the scenes, there are two sets of footprints. While at other points there is only one set. So upon further inspection, she notes that the places where there is only one set of footprints were, in her words, and I quote, low places in my life where I suffered anguish, sorrow, and defeat, and I end quote. In her dream, she questions the Lord about the times where there was only one set of footprints. And, you know, there was only one set visible. 
And the Lord replies that in those low moments of life, when things got a little too rough for her, where, where her strength failed, where she felt overwhelmed, in those low moments, there was only one set of footprints, and those were the times in life where God was carrying her. Mm -hmm. And you've got to know that when your burdens are too hard for you to bear, that our God is capable and able of carrying us through. Amen. That's the kind of God that we serve. That's the kind of God that leads, that guides us along this life's path that He has set for us, and we, and we are unable to walk on that path because our human frailty, God will hold us up. He will carry us through. It pays to go with God. Now, I don't know if Miss Stevenson had Psalms 37 in mind when she wrote this poem, but the way she penned this poem, you know, her, her poetic interpretation of the word is spot on. She knew exactly what she was talking about. So that leads me to tell you this this evening, folks. If we submit ourselves to the Lord Jesus Christ, God is going to see us through. God is with us as we walk along through life. And God is willing and able to carry us along our journey. He holds us up with, with, with his hand when we fail. So I want to read now in Psalms 37. Flip with me to Psalms 37. Y'all there? Amen? Amen. Look in verse 23. Psalms 37, verse 23. The steps of a good man are ordered, that means established, by the Lord. And he delighteth, who is he? God. Delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Now, there's three things I want you to look at. Keep your Bibles open right there. There's three things. You see, let me visit with you this morning about moving forward in God's will. That's the title of this sermon. You probably thought it was going to be to go with God. But it's not. It is moving forward in God's will. See, I caught you off guard right there. And as we read those two verses, you see, that's a good reason to go with God. You know, please understand the perpetual promises our God provides us. There's three things. Did you catch them there in, in, in those two verses? Our steps are ordered, or I'm going to call those sequence steps. And when followed, when we follow that ordered path illicitly induced and invoked, these steps provide us and produce memories of what has been done can be done again. The second thing that I want you to see is divine delight. And therefore, we have the assurance of guaranteed gain. Now, sequence steps. Sequence steps or ordered steps. The steps of a good person are ordered by God. Divine delight. It says he, God, delights in his or her way. 
And then God's guarantee, the, the gain that we have guaranteed, is though the person fail or fall, he or she shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him or her with his hand. So there's three things, and that's what we're going to talk about uh, this, this afternoon. Now let me say it again. All of us must go through life. That's just the way it is. And I have come to suggest to you that if you want to be victorious, that you go with God. It doesn't matter where you are right now. It doesn't matter. God knows the path to get you where He wants you to be. Now I want you to think about this. You, you know, you want the formula for a successful life? Sequence steps plus divine delight equal God's guaranteed gain. Do you get that? Sequence steps plus divine delight equals guaranteed gain. Go with God. Follow the steps that he has sequenced and strategically laid out and you will discover the blessing of divine delight which will ensure God's guaranteed gains. Now, let's talk about my first point, the sequence steps. I'm going to call it planned progress or prearranged causes. To go with God means that we have to submit ourselves to the leading and guiding of God. For the Christian, that means accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and allowing Him to become Lord of our individual lives. It's kind of this Savior versus Lord thing. Now, when I say that, Savior, what has He done for us? As Lord, what are we willing to do for Him? Now, can we talk? Now, we need to talk about that for just a minute. You see, accepting Christ as Savior is instantaneous. How do I know that? Well, Romans 10 9 says, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you shall be saved. By allowing Him, to become Lord of our lives is a lifelong process of submission. As we submit, that means that, that He becomes Lord. As we submit means that we get out of the way and allow God to lead us the way He wants us to go. As we submit means that our lives, our thoughts, our actions, our decision-making process uh, all of that combined belongs to Him. So He becomes the Lord of our individual lives. And as we do what He says, live the way He says to live, go where He says to go. And let me tell you something you probably already know. Submission to the leading of the Lord is a process. It's a daily process. It is a challenging process. It is a process of trial over error, mostly because of the, 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 the mistakes that we make. We experience trial because of our errors. 
It is only because Christ becomes our Lord when we trust Him and submit ourselves to Him that we are able to follow the path that He has laid out for us. He has ordained for us. So, allowing Christ to become our Lord, that means we proclaim in word and deed, not my will be done, but your will be done. So, what do we do? We have to yield to the direction of God in our lives. And we discover, just as we read in this text, that the path that God would have us to travel is defined by a set of sequenced steps. Now the Bible says ordered, but I put the word sequenced in there. Y'all know that I'm a fan of, of alteration as an aid in learning, so I'm going to say sequenced steps. But now let's talk about that word steps, and let's not take that word literally. We're not talking about putting one foot in front of the other foot. What we're talking about is, in this passage, is steps really mean the stages of a journey. So, the, uh, in other words, we submit ourselves to God's direction and the journey unfolds for us. We're able to see the stages of our journey and, and are already, they're, they're mapped out for us. They're preordained for us. Even when we can't see what's ahead, we can, we can look back and see that God has brought us along this life's journey, this path that we're on. What are we talking about today? Moving forward in God's will. That's what we're talking about. And even in those times, when we get off track, we can see that God has been with us and he's guiding us. He's steering us back on the right path that he wants us on. Listen, in any journey, there are both periods of progress and there are periods of prearranged times. There are times when we have to forge ahead and there are times where God says, you just hang on a minute, I want you to stand right there and be still. Don't move. Just wait. Be patient. Uh-oh. He just used the P word. Patience. Mm, come on, God. Hurry up. But what does Psalm 23 tell us? Y'all should all know that by heart. Psalm 23, at times the good shepherd leads us beside still waters along paths of righteousness, and at other times the good shepherd has us to lie down in green pastures. There are times when we walk through the valley, and other times when the Lord restores our soul in the valley. But it doesn't matter whether we're walking or resting, whether we're progressing or we're pausing, we remember, need to remember, that, that the whole life's journey has been ordered by a set of sequence steps by God. We simply need to follow the steps that God has ordered. It's real simple. Jesus will lead us and guide us. We only need to follow. The path is laid out. All we have to do and this is sometimes hard, is to surrender ourselves. You know, 
Our prayer and, and, and our practice ought to be lead me, guide me, you know, along the way. For if you lead me, I won't stray. Lord, let me walk each day with thee. Lead me. Lead me. Yes, there will be times when we will be tempted, and we are all the time, to go our own way. To take off on in our own direction. You know, and then we can't blame God for the environment that we create for ourselves. And oftentimes that's what we need to do. You know, or we want to do. We, we take off and go our own way. But we ought to remember from the words that we just read that God has prepared a better way for us. God offers to, to us a set of sequence steps. Now, let me park here for just a minute. It's particularly difficult for some of us. We look at people and we watch people. And we see others getting ahead by doing anything and everything that they're big enough or bad enough to do. But the Lord is saying, you don't have to get ahead that way. Just follow my lead. That's all you got to do. Now, I know they're fussing, and I know they're fighting, and they're kicking, and they're scratching, and they're pushing, and they're shoving. But I can hear the Lord say that if you will just follow my lead, that's all you need to do. I will make and take you to places that you can't even imagine. You don't have to break down their door. I will open doors for you that no one can shut. Now, when we think about this, you can hear the Lord say, trust me, I will do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think. So when we go, to, go with God, we discover that we become the beneficiaries, that's hard for me to say, of divine delight. That's point number two. Put favor slash blessings. It's right there in the text. Look in verse 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he, God, delights in his way. God delights in the way, in the journey, of those who follow the sequence steps. And can I tell you that divine delight is the key to divine blessings. Listen to me now. What God delights in, God's going to bless. And the Bible is clear. What does God delight in? Our obedience. That's what he delights in. You know, that's what Samuel was trying to explain to King Saul in, in the first in first Samuel the 15th chapter. You see, the Lord doesn't get excited about big public sacrifices. No, what God delights in is private obedience. 
And that's why obedience is much bigger, much more better than sacrifice. You know, that's what Joshua was trying to, to tell the Israelites as they stood at the entrance of the promised land. You know, Joshua said, if the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land. In other words, if we're obedient, God's going to give it to us. That's what we got to do. God's going to give it to us. A land which flows with milk and honey. A promised land would be there if they would follow the sequence steps, the path that God led, you know, laid out for them, and, and they would go into the promised land. And what did they do? Nope. We ain't gonna do it. We'll just put it in Texas boys' terms. We ain't gonna do it. We can't. You see, they didn't follow God's leading. They didn't follow God's uh, guidance, and instead they refused to obey. And what happened? God sent them away. He said, get on back out there where you were and wander around for a while. Learn your lesson. And they wandered around for a long time, didn't they? Just because they were disobedient. If, if, if they, you know, and, and when I say disobedient, disobedient to the path that God had provided. They wondered. Can I just tell you that God has a plan that will take you where God has destined for you to be. And you will discover that you will get there much faster when you walk the path that God has ordained for you. Just like that. Just like that. Follow where God leads. Go where God sends. And when you walk the right path, God will delight in us. And what God delights in, what happens? God blesses. You know, the Bible tells us the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. So, no matter where. We journey in this life, no matter where we wind up. The Lord, if if He is delighted, He will bless us. Bless us in our family. Bless us in our finances. Bless us going out. Bless us every day. Bless us coming in. Bless us in every way. Blessed because of divine delight. All we need to do is walk that path that has been ordered for us. That's all we got to do. Walk the way the Lord wants us to walk and the Lord will bless you. When you walk with the Lord in the light of His Word, His glory will shed upon your way. You see, when we follow those sequence steps, we become the beneficiaries of divine delight. In other words, we're blessed. We are blessed. And the blessings of God assure us of a guaranteed gain. The fact of the matter is that the battle is already won, folks. The victory is ours. We shall make it. We shall succeed. We don't have to wonder what's going to happen. We don't have to worry about what's going to happen. We have God guaranteed gains. We will win if we go with God. 
no matter what it looks like, no matter what we think might be going to happen, we don't have to fret over anything if we go with God. Because God is at work in all the things, making sure they work for the better for each one of us. That's guaranteed gain. That brings me to my third point. Guaranteed gain. Sequence steps plus God's favor equal guaranteed gain. Okay, folks, what's our ultimate goal? What is our ultimate goal? Heaven. A heavenly home. It's guaranteed. You don't believe me? What does John the 14th chapter say? Did, didn't it, did it say something along the line? Boy, y'all put me on the spot making me quote scripture. What's the 14th chapter of John say? In my father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place. And if I go to prepare a place, there I'll be. I will come back and I'll get you. And I'll get you. That's guaranteed gain. That's the reason why I'm telling you, you don't have to worry. You don't have to fret. You don't have to be wondering what's going to happen. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because what did the psalmist say? He said, we have a guaranteed gain. Now let's be clear. That's not saying we ain't going to have setbacks in our lives. Rather, going with God guarantees that every time we have a setback, God is going to give us a comeback. We may fall down, but we won't stay down. The Lord promises, and look in our text, if we go with God, we will not be utterly cast down because what the Lord upholds us with His hand. Look in verse 24. Now don't be fooled. That doesn't mean as Christians, we're not going to have to deal with the realities of life because Jesus said, in this world, you shall have tribulation. You're going to have it. We face trials. We face tests that, yes, those tests and trials knock us down. But over against the certainty of tribulation, Jesus said, Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. In other words, don't worry about your trials. I overcame them when I overcame the world. Listen, even though we may not, you know, we get knocked down, we can't be knocked out. Why? Because what did that verse say? God is going to uphold us with His hand. To be in God's hand is to have the promise of strength. His strength. Yes, we must 
stand in the face of life's up and down, but we don't stand alone. When our strength runs out, God's strength kicks in, and it is enough to hold us up. What did that lady say in that point? What did Miss Stevenson say in that point about those one steps? When you get knocked down, who's holding you up? There's one set of friends there, and the angels. You know, it's like he told the Apostle Paul. He said that my strength is made perfect in weakness. You know, the challenges of life may get us down, but God has promised he's going to hold us up with his strength. No matter what it looks like, we shall make it over. We shall make it in it. We shall make it through it because when you go with God, you have the assurance of guaranteed gain. And because Jesus is victorious, we have the assurance too that we shall be victorious. In Jesus' name, we have victory. Yeah. In Jesus' name, we have guaranteed gain. And not just on that great getting up morning in the suite by and by. I'm talking about the challenges of life. Yes, they may get us down, but they can't keep us down. I like the way Paul puts it. This, you find this in the second chapter of, of uh, I mean the fourth chapter of 2 Corinthians verse 8. He says this. He says, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. We can't be utterly cast down. Why? Because the Lord has promised to uphold us. He has ordered our steps. And when the burden is too heavy, when our challenge becomes too great for us, the Lord will pick us up and He will carry us safely through. All we need to do is swallow our pride and have enough sense to say, Lord, I need your help. I need your comfort. I need your strength. And He'll keep you. He's willing to aid you. He will carry you through. Amen. So when this life's journey is over, when our traveling days are done down here, well, what did David say? In that 23rd Psalm, the good shepherd has led us and guided us, provided for us. We shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's guaranteed gain. That's what you have. Promised you every day all the way we just need to cling to them. let's pray to you Father God we just thank you for this day that you blessed us with Father the opportunity to come to your house Father to sing praises to you to hear your word proclaimed Father I thank you for the blessing of your word I thank you for these people that gathered here today. Father, I just pray that you watch over us, that you guide us, that you lead us, that you carry us through as we face the challenges of life. Father, we're living in very challenging times right now in more ways than one, Father. And we just seek your guidance. We seek your direction. We seek your protection. Father, we just ask that 
You forgive us where we fail you. We just ask that you go with us as we leave here and that we're capable and willing to follow those steps that have been ordered for us. Father, again, I pray for all the folks that we've got on our prayer list. I lift up all the pastors and all the churches, Father. I lift up this nation to you. Father, this, that, this nation desperately needs your guidance and direction right now. Father, we need people with courage that are willing to seek your guidance, that are willing to listen to what you have to say. Father, we need your spirit to move on this nation. We need your gospel to spread in this nation. So, Father, just bless us and watch over us. Bring us back at the next appointed time. In your son's name we pray. Amen.